0: Hey, it's Elliot. I know you hear this basically every time you listen to a podcast, but I really hope you'll hit the subscribe button for the new CCO. And if you love the podcast as much as we love making it, leave us a rating and a review. Either way, we're glad you're here. Now to the episode. In the midst of a pandemic, companies naturally sprang into action to keep their people safe from infection. But as time wore on, the disruption that was happening in people's lives began to take its toll. Many worried about the security of their jobs. For parents, and especially for moms, work life balance became nearly impossible. While parents coped with their kids being home all day, many single people found themselves cut off from friends and family with no end in sight. Then there was the whole living under the specter of a deadly disease thing.
1: You know, prior to COVID, we were already talking about mental well being in the workplace.
0: That's Kathy Kranger. She's the CCO at multinational hospitality company Hyatt.
1: That conversation was happening more often for our colleagues, for our customers, for our guests, and everything. But the pandemic amplified that exponentially. Um, it made us focus more intensely on our purpose, which is to care for people so they can be their best.
0: At this year's Page Spring seminar, Kathy interviewed her company's president and CEO, Mark Hoplamazian, about the company's efforts to address mental health and well-being in the midst of a global pandemic. What struck me most was not just what the company did, but how sincerely and openly Mark was willing to talk about his own struggles with the pandemic and its consequences. Today, we're bringing you highlights from that conversation. I'm Elliot Mizrahi, and this is The New CCO. Before the conference, Page worked with Zeno Group to field a poll of CCOs on how their companies were thinking about and addressing mental health. It had only around 50 responses, so it's not scientific, but it did reveal some valuable insights.
1: 98% of you said that mental well being in the workplace is important, and that's great. What's a little more surprising is that 67% of you said employee concern about judgment and potential negative impact on their career is the biggest challenge to addressing mental health in the workplace. That one is very telling, and it's very concerning. You know, even though we talk about mental health more openly, especially in the US, uh, there's still a very strong stigma attached to it, especially at work.
2: This issue about a stigma that still is alive and well in mental health circles is, is a big deal.
0: That's Mark. He's led the company since 2006. And I would say that I strongly agree
2: that, yes, starting at the C-suite uh, and down, and especially anybody who's got responsibility for teams and has direct reports, they really, it's, it's a responsibility of leadership to have a handle on the um, state of the well-being of your direct reports, people that you're responsible for. And my engagement with my team, my direct reports, was stratospheric over the course of last year, partly, honestly, because I was getting so much support from them that it became an essential means of getting through the year, but also because I was really concerned about staying uh, close to them. It's often easy to brush over those things because of the pace of commerce and um the distractions especially this past year there's been disruptions in the world you can move through them without really observing what's going on with you so it starts off at a personal level but, but the the commercial uh mandate is so clear to me um because you referenced our purpose to care for people so they can be their best um And when when we really investigated that and actually landed on that as a purpose statement, we really made a great effort to distinguish care from service. Because uh, in our industry, as you know well, Kathy, um, everyone talks about providing great service. Well, you can serve someone without caring for them. And the critical difference there is the practice of empathy. If you empathize and really understand where someone is and what their needs are and then take action, then serve them, then you can care for them. And as we dug into that, the the critical aspect of or the critical capability to be able to practice empathy is to be present, to actually be mindful in the moment and focus on the person that's that you're engaged with, whether it's a colleague or a guest or a customer or an owner or someone in the community. If you're not present and you're not mindful, you can't really practice empathy.
0: Empathy would become an even more vital skill as the pandemic wreaked havoc on Hyatt's business.
2: April of last year reflected a ninety-four uh, percent decline in demand. So our revenues plummeted—you know, very close to zero for the month because pretty much the entire world, China and the rest of the world, were shut down. And during that time, I was very concerned about, first, trying to understand the nature of what turned into this um, year-long battle with this uh, virus, so that we could make some judgments about whether we this was a short-term phenomenon, a medium-term phenomenon, or a longer-term phenomenon. By the end of April, which was maybe the most challenging month just from a workload perspective, we came to the realization that we needed to significantly downsize the company And we were shutting hotels down at a very rapid pace because many owners, hotel owners, decided that they would lose less money. And I think that it was the right call, shut down as opposed to trying to stay open for de minimis business. So it went from a hectic work schedule in April to a very painful May. Um, And I think the, the thing that was running through my mind throughout April was effectively survival commercially and, and as an enterprise. And what was running through my mind in May was a terrible conflict I was feeling between maintaining our purpose and fulfilling that, that is caring for people so they can be their best. And yet, at the same time, realizing that we were going to need to separate with a lot of members of the Hyatt family, and that was torturous. By the end of the time, when I got on a... Um, a global town hall to tell people what was going to happen. Um, I I was unable to sort of keep my composure, and it became a very emotional moment um, because I think the realization of what was really about to happen to thousands of people's lives all sort of came to rest, and um, that took me a while to recover from. I was feeling a lot of stress and anxiety, um, and I began to talk more openly about it because I thought to myself, I was kind of scared because I thought I'm a very resilient person and I'm, I'm designed to be glass half full all the time. So I thought to myself, wow, if I'm feeling this way uh, with, you know, my positive mental attitude, I can't imagine if you're, you know, not so positive mental attitude inclined going through the same circumstances, how you might be feeling. And I became really concerned for many colleagues. And that's really the, the, the particular energy that came from me. I increasingly started talking about what I was going through. And I think part of my uh, the energy, the, the huge energy that I personally put into what led to WellCheck was because of
0: my own journey. What Mark is referring to here is the Hyatt Wellness Check. As the pandemic set in, most, if not all, companies were checking employees' temperature at the door. Hyatt's check went beyond physical well-being.
2: It was an extension of a daily check-in that we had instituted back in uh, April and May of last year, where any colleague coming into our hotels, any employees coming coming in, were um, being checked up on not just uh, physical, but also their state of mind and, and how they were feeling every day that they came in, and it was through an app-based application. I was really thrilled that we could find such a great partner and Cornell did a tremendous amount of clinical work to understand what the correct way approach to ask questions uh, was, and also to have a fully informed, medically speaking, fully informed approach to providing resources of different types to individuals who are self-reporting on their state of mental health. And that validity and that. Integrity uh, from a from a medical science perspective is critically important.
0: The wellness check is just one of the practices the company adopted for employee well being, for those still with the company, and even those who'd been furloughed.
2: We established a communication platform to stay in touch with people that had been furloughed over the course of last year, so that they could stay connected to the Hyde family, because that sense of connection or Disassociation is one of the points of tremendous stress that people experience, and we wanted to try to maintain that connectivity. Um, we also tried to alleviate uh, some of the stresses, mostly financial. We stood up something called that we called the Hyde Care Fund, and we deployed over seventeen million dollars of direct assistance to colleagues that were impacted by this whole pandemic. Um, colleagues that were not able to make ends meet even after assistance through unemployment benefits, and this was on a global basis. Um, And the point of that was, yes, to care for them as best as we could, but also to try to at least alleviate one of the key stresses that a lot of people felt this past year, which was financial.
0: These are crucial programs, but Mark also believes personal communication, whether one-to-one or one-to-many, is just as important.
2: You know, the practice of checking in with people and meaning it which is a form of empathy mm-hmm. uh, has elevated to an all time high in my lifetime over this past year. And I love it. I, it's one of the things that I pray actually stays with us forevermore um, because, you know, there are too many conversations in which you're saying, yeah, how are you doing? Good. Okay, fine. So here's what we got to do. Right. And that's not a very helpful check-in. So I think the intentionality of checking in with people and asking them a question might, might be a, a way to unlock that we recognized early on that we really didn't have many answers to a whole bunch of questions people had in their minds and that we had on our minds. Um, and we realized that we can't just wait around until we got better visibility to start communicating to people. So the necessity at that time was to be open with them and transparent about what we think, but also a honesty and transparency about what we didn't know and keep communicating as we learned more and can start to fill out the picture. And look, people are smart, and they understand. But hearing from me and others in the leadership team, an honest assessment, um, even if it's not positive, it's an honest assessment and a recognition as to what we can know and what we don't know, um, I think goes a long way. So I would say transparency and honesty about what we actually do know and what we can say affirmatively and what we don't know and, and how we're thinking about those topics is critical. The second is, uh, I've, I've long been a fan of low production value, um, frequent communication, and um, we launched, as you know, Kathy, it was, this, is, this is your brainchild, something that we call Moment with Mark. And it's a two to five minute video that's recorded on an iPhone. Use my own iPhone and record it and, um, Kathy's team posted to the company and it's been, I think, a really great way to stay current and to be able to frequently communicate what's going on because let's face it, if you've waited a month between communications to your team or to the company, that's like a year in <laughs> pandemic terms because things are changing, have changed so rapidly every week that's gone by. So this is a every few week uh, in point of engagement and I, I have every intention of,
0: of continuing that forevermore. And I'm sure Kathy will make sure that's the case.
1: Puts a lot more pressure on us as communicators. It's also very exciting and it's very rewarding to be able to see our work have such impact. And people, I mean, we, we, we pay a lot of attention to the comments and you just see how much it means to every person at every level.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode of The New CCO, be sure to check out our latest episodes and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, leave us a rating and a review. We want to hear what you think so that we can keep making this podcast more interesting and valuable to you. To find out more about what's happening at PAGE, please visit us at page.org. Special thanks go to Rivet Smart Audio, our podcast sponsors. Without their support, we wouldn't be able to bring this podcast to you. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on The New CCO.